you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. I'm Rhett Lewis, and this is NFL Inside Reports coming off the Spring League meeting from Atlanta, where a bunch of our colleagues, including two of them joining us here today, NFL Network Insider Ian Rappaport and Steve Weich, all here with us after being in Atlanta and kind of starting to get an understanding of some new initiatives the league is trying to work with, uh, one of which has been the Coach and Front Office Accelerator Program. We're going to get to that. We're going to talk a little bit more about some potential changes coming to the Pro Bowl and some potential resolution to the Deshaun Watson situation. All that just ahead. So let's welcome our pals. Guys, glad to have you with us. Thanks for spending some time here. Let's also get into uh, basically some of the biggest things that you guys found out from the Spring League meeting. And let's start with the Coach and Front Office Accelerator program, Steve. And, and this was something um, that uh, is is the kind of the latest initiative for the league to try to rectify the diversity issues they've had in the hiring practices for coaches and GMs and executives. And, and first, Steve, uh, I'd love to get your thoughts. And then Ian, if you could follow up, um, basically what was, what was the word there? Um, once, uh, once this program, you know, uh, came about and, and got started here. Initially, and what if folks don't know, all 32 teams had to send at least one, most of them two representatives for potential head coaches or front office executives who are diverse or female. And, you know, initially, Rhett, when this was announced, I heard from some folks like, well, why why does the league need to do this for us when the white male coaches don't have this and they're getting all the jobs? Um, But by the end of the program, those who were cynical of it, um, those who really didn't care too much for some of the workshops that they had because they said they already knew some of the information – they were like, it was actually good to get FaceTime um, with the owners. You know, typically 
in a hiring cycle. The owners don't know who any of these candidates are, but the team presidents and general managers do. Well, they're, you know, they're like, we, we skipped that middleman part by getting the FaceTime with some of the owners. And the fact that, you know, they're going to be able to keep in touch with these owners throughout the year, you know, as long as they're not actively yeah. being recruited, right, to, to violate right. the tampering things. So it's going to be a slow burn. I mean, no one thinks this is going to, you know, all of a sudden increase the pot overnight. But, Ian, I think the biggest thing I heard came from the owners. Um, one, it's somewhat disappointing, but two, it's, it's all a revelation. Most of them said they didn't know that a lot of these coaches and GM executives were out there, which is a shame on, on, on their part. But at the same time, you know, they keep hearing the thoughts of, oh, there's no pipeline, there's no pipeline. Right. Well, they saw it's not a it's not a pipeline. It's, it's a vast ocean of talent that, you know, was in was at this meeting and there's more out there. So I think that was eye opening and allowed them to understand that they don't have to really go reach that far to find diverse talent that maybe they previously thought. Yeah. I mean, it, it seemed to me from the you know potential candidates that I spoke with um, who, who were there with us in Atlanta, it seemed pretty positive. You know, I, I'm not. And there were some cool things, you know, there were some candidates who the, the candidates got to sit in on the owners meetings, learn a little bit. All that was nice. It seemed the best was just talking to the owners, mm-hmm. sitting there, having a casual conversation at a cocktail party, just talking to these owners. And, you know, on one hand, it is sad that the owners, a lot of them didn't know some of these guys existed. On the other hand, um, this is a great way to do it. Like, how, you know, if you're an owner and you're trying to like look at coaches, like you might not necessarily know like a defensive line coach for another team, not in your division, or you might not necessarily know like the pro personnel director, you know, the coordinators. Uh, and certainly we all spend time talking about the hot coordinators as they get ready for the hiring cycle, but you might not know the guys who are going to be coordinators, who are going to be GMs or going to be assistant GMs. This is a great way to introduce everyone to everyone in a sort of casual way. Um, you're right. I definitely heard some skepticism. Definitely heard sure. some skepticism. Um, but I think overall, the result was people got in a room and talked and got to know each other in a way they previously hadn't. That is all a net positive coming out of this thing in Atlanta. So essentially, it was it was you know a networking event basically yeah, right. to, to to get to know people. And I mean, that's the first step, right? I mean. Uh, you know, as as kind of simple as it sounds, um, you know, and that's it kind of feels like part of uh, Steve, what we saw when we were seeing the trend of hot offensive coaches, you know, uh, you know, the genius type offensive coaches getting all the love for the head coaching vacancies. And that's why they then started the the quarterback uh, coach or the offensive, um, you know, coaches summit, right, which we saw the last couple of years. Um, is this kind of maybe just another piece of that 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 can kind of get that pipeline of diverse talent in through the proper channels, which I guess Steve also goes, goes along with the new addition to the Rooney rule, right? And quarterback coaches now being included. Well, first I've read to the latter point, the, the Rooney rule change where for the quarterback coach position, you have to interview an outside an external diverse candidate. Um, that's going to, that's going to have a, sh- a short term bounce Yeah, because what this accelerator did you you can go fishing in that room, right? There yeah, are plenty see, of guys yeah. who who could yeah who can who can go right there, or they, they these folks will know people um, who can help teams find that type of, of talent. And this is kind of building on on the quarterback summit. The one thing that the quarterback summit doesn't have that this did were the owners. You know, all right. of the owners showed up. I mean, they all showed up, and that was something I was watching out for to see how sincere 
they would be. And Ian, you know, we saw it wasn't these guys having to approach the owners. A lot of these owners were approaching these guys. And, and what else really helped is I had one, you know, rising personnel executive tell me meeting Roger Goodell and having a 10 or 15 minute conversation with Roger Goodell, who can now vouch yeah. for them. They've established that relationship where he's like, okay, Goodell's like, you can call me with any, yeah. any issues you want. And this guy said, Goodell listened. So to be able to have that as a reference um, is absolutely fantastic. So again, as, as Ian said, so well, the net positive, um, I think is the big takeaway because nobody was complaining that there was a wa- that this was a waste of time. Sure. Right. And, and, you know, I think the, the Rooney rule quarterback coach ad was a kind of an interesting one. I was talking to another media member, um, a friend in Atlanta, just hanging out, which, you know, for those who don't know, you spent a lot of time. Look at Steve getting sunny. Just in the- casual, casual. Yeah. Open. It's all good. Um, <laughs> you know, talk, basically these events, you know, you have conversations in the hallways with owners and, executives and a lot of time with media members for better or worse, Judy and uh, Steve had to hang out with me. Um, I was talking to another media member and we're kind of going through some of the quarterback coach hires and we're like, well, you know, you really don't interview for quarterback coach. You kind of just, you you just name the person. It's a connection. Hire someone. And then I think both of us sort of at the same time, we're like, wait, that's a problem. And it really is a problem. Like, when you're hiring a quarterback coach, which is a feeder for head coaches and is a high profile position, just naming some guy is not good enough. It's just not. And so often people go, all right, I'm going to name the quarterback coach that I'm comfortable with, that I know that I've coaches with in the past that runs my system, whatever it is. So you see the same guys over and over getting hired for quarterback coaching jobs, whether they should or not. And, I don't know if like what kind of indictment this is of myself, but this has been going on for years and years. And I never really thought like, yeah, Hey, shouldn't there be a more diverse pool? Like teams like uh, the Eagles went into college football. Right. right? Um, and found a quarterback coach who was at Florida. I was, was actually there. Um, and Brian Johnson, right? Ian is Brian, Brian Johnson. Johnson? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who, yeah. Who, who spent some time talking to you yesterday. And I was like, oh, that's a clever hire. Not thinking like, why don't more teams open their brain a little bit and sure. say, who else can I hire that maybe I don't know? It's real, This is all very interesting, actually. Yeah, and so like I, I brought up the quarterback summit because you group that now with the addition of the quarterback coaching position to the Rooney rule. And now the front office and, and coach accelerator program where you're getting hands-on FaceTime with the owners. And it, it feels like that's a real powerful trio to kind of, to, to try to make some improvement in these areas in which we've, we've all seen the league fall short in the last few years. So um, it's great. It's Look, it's great to see. Let's see how it, let's see how it happens. As you mentioned, Steve, short term is, is, is great. Long term is, obviously what we're looking for here. And as, as uh, commissioner Roger Goodell said in the interview with you, that the individuals in the clubs, it's up to them to keep the momentum going. We put these things in place. It's now time to start seeing uh, some change. So uh, that's all great to see. And I I do want to get into just a couple of other things here from the spring league meeting there uh, in Atlanta. And we'll do that here in just a second, right after this quick break. You go into your shower feeling 
tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears, <laughs> crying. Tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, back here with you on NFL Inside Report. Rhett Lewis joined here today by Steve Weich and Ian Rappaport uh, as they were at the last league meeting uh, just a couple of days ago in Atlanta. And now kind of looking at some of the other news that we've seen come out of that meeting. And we heard uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell at the conclusion uh, of the meeting talk uh, in his press conference about uh, potential discipline coming for Deshaun Watson. Ian, uh, what's your understanding of where that situation stands at this point? We kind of thought when Deshaun Watson was interviewed by NFL officials last week in Houston for several days that it would be kind of the end because usually the subject of the investigation is last. You gather all the information, you see what you know, and then you basically present the subject with what you've learned and you let this person give you know, the take and get all the truth and move from there. So we thought this was kind of the end and Roger Goodell essentially confirmed that The investigation is nearing a close. So what's going to happen now is the league, the officials, the investigators are going to go look at what Sean Watson said, compare it to what they know, weigh all the stuff they, what they've gathered for the last several months, and then present it to a third-party arbitrator who is not Roger Goodell. And that's different because in the past, Goodell has made the decision and then, you know, the union or the player could appeal It's different now. It's a third-party arbitrator, and then both sides can appeal eventually. Um, So, you know, the belief is that the investigation is basically done. The belief is that we will get an answer before the summer uh, and well before training camp. So at least if you're the Browns, you know, all right, like, we know what we have during the season. 
And I know, Steve, you're going to get a lot of, you know, guesses. I mean, each time any of us speaks publicly in any sense, people say, well, how much, how many games do you think? Right. I don't know. No idea. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. There's so yeah. much here. Um, you know, we're just going to have to wait to see what the arbitrator decides. Right. Because we don't know which evidence is going to be relevant um, yeah. to, to a decision that they've collected. Um, you know, and we both were speaking to plenty of people there from, you know, teams and, and, and the league on this, you know, and they do want to get resolution as soon as possible, at least the first phase of resolution. Like you said, it has to go through a couple layers before there's final resolution. Um, look, the feeling is no matter what the answer is, whether they wait on discipline until after the season when these civil trials could take place in 2023, whether they administer discipline now, the length of discipline, the severity of discipline, there's going to be no way that anybody is going to, like everybody's going to be okay. Like, okay, that was justified discipline or their patience is something that, you know, that's due process. Like there's going to be, an issue regardless. So they want to have that for public relations reasons. They would love to take the blowback before the whistle starts snapping, before, you know, blowing before training camp. But whatever it is, um, in some form or fashion, we should know something in the next couple of weeks. Also at that news conference, Commissioner Goodell was asked multiple questions about Washington Commander's ownership and Dan Snyder and the situation there. Uh, Steve, I'll start with you and then get uh, your thoughts here, Ian, as well. How much of the Snyder situation was a topic kind of amongst ownership and, and kind of in the hallways as you guys were there at the league meeting? Not much from, from what I could tell. It, it doesn't sound like much. I mean, even Roger Goodell came out and said, you know, someone asked him a question about... Yeah a report that owners are gathering votes to get Daniel Schneider removed from ownership. He's like, yeah, yeah, there was really no, discu- no discussion no about discussion. that. Didn't hear anything about that. So whether that's true or not, you know, I, I, I take Roger Goodell at his word, um, but that did not seem to be among the owners, at least um, as much a discussion about other things that were on the, the actual meeting agenda. Yeah, I, I talked to an owner after the session, after the you know owners only session, asked what they discussed. Uh, sounds like no Dan Snyder discussion, hmm. uh, which I guess surprised me considering the reports coming into it. Um, and then, like, you know, a lot of times, as Steve knows, when Roger Goodell talks to the press conference, we kind of know what some of the answers are going to be. You know, yesterday was. Pro Bowls in Indianapolis. It was, yeah. you know, Deshaun Watson. Roger Goodell essentially said what we thought he was going to say, which is that the investigation is coming to a close. When he made his answer on Dan Snyder and really shot down any sort of report that Snyder was in trouble, that he was going to lose the team, that there were votes being counted, I elbowed Judy next to me because I was surprised. Like it was a yeah. Yeah. sort of rebuke of the report. And, you know, Things can happen many different ways this can go. Um, but I was surprised that he came back so hard against the, you know, possible removal of, of Dan Snyder, which, which is to say in our thinking, he is the owner of the Washington Commanders for the foreseeable future until something dramatic changes. Sure. Sure. And obviously we'll keep following that story. But you mentioned uh, two of the other big pieces of news uh, to come out of the meeting there. Let's start with the Pro Bowl, Ian, uh, because that was kind of a one of those uh, when you sent out the tweet that potential changes were coming. It was like, 
you know, there was yeah. like, all right, what's it going to be? Right. I mean, I like that was, that's like a real like fire starter tweet right there. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't necessarily anticipating it, but I got to tell you this. So I was calling the shrine bowl in uh, Vegas at the same time as the pro bowl this past year. And, uh, and then I was down in mobile, you know, as the senior bowl was going on. And so like, I just didn't, I didn't have, I didn't watch the senior, uh, the pro bowl live Then went back, went back and Whoa. saw it and was like, Wait, this is what the Pro Bowl has become? You did not it's, go back and see it. I did. Honest, After everybody was talking friend. about it. After everybody was talking <laughs> about it, I was like, whoa, what's what's going on here? So, yeah, you're right. Clearly, the game had devolved into something that it should not be. And so, what's the resolution? I, I, I guess that's the, the point that, that we're trying to make here is that we, did, we, we don't know, um, but that's what we're looking for, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. you could sign me up for a solid quarter of Pro Bowl watching every year. Yeah. Um, you know, it's usually when I get to the Super Bowl host city, I'm in my hotel room Sunday, caught a little exercise, flip on the Pro Bowl, like, all right, one quarter is good, leave yep. the TV on so it gets the ratings, and then, uh, <laughs> you know, and then exit. Um, it's not great. Uh, and I have to say, I was not expecting that news yesterday, and I was like smiling as I tweeted because I knew it would get a great you reaction. You know, it would go nuts. Yeah. Because, like, it's so much. It's like, all right, well, if we're not going to do the game, then we're going to do what? We're not going to do the traditional game because I think right. there will be a game. You know, Steve, like I think we'll get a flag football game or something. Right. You know, some sort of seven on seven, some sort of something where you get to celebrate and showcase these players who deserve to be there. And the players like going. They, yeah. A lot of them bring their families. A lot of them hang. Uh, and let's be clear, the event, like the week – has been great. And been the great. interaction with the community that hosts the Pro Bowl has always been great. And all of the events surrounding it, it's just the game, Ian, is the issue. Right. Um, yeah. And let me take this phone call. I'll be right back. Yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Real quick. But, uh, but, but to yeah. fill in on, on, the, on the Pro Bowl, I mean, guys just don't want to get hurt. I mean, right. that's a coming out. And I understand. I remember, grow, I remember growing up back in the day in like the 70s and 80s. And I mean, these guys are getting after it. But I mean, they won't oh, get yeah. paid the money. They weren't getting paid the money or didn't have um, things in their contract that said, hey, you know, you if you're healthy, then it's going to be guaranteed by this date. So guys don't want to get hurt. So this is going to end up being read by all accounts, a skills competition, and they can make it fun. Right. Let's have, you know, Tom Brady and Matt Ryan and some of the older Pro Bowl quarterbacks against the upstarts, you know, against Kyler Murray and Josh Allen and and Patrick Mahomes. So. It'll end up being There's something ways like to that. Do it. Yeah, there are ways to do it. And see, right, you're you're too young, right? But see, I grew up watching the show on ABC called uh, like Superstars, where <laughs> they would have like athletes and entertainers actually participating in kind of Olympic type competitions, be it swimming, be it track and field, um, be it whatever. I think it's actually going to morph into that, where yeah. you're not just getting niche football fans watching it, where, it's, where it could end up being a real crossover event with all the te- you know the TV network. Um, programming yeah. and things like that. I think two or, two or three years from now, we're going to see people like, you know, Ian is part of a four by 100 team with oh Terry Kill and Jordan Poyer. Um, see what happens you know, when you go in. Travis Ian? Kelsey. You just yeah, got drafted yeah, no. into, a, into a relay event. I'm, I'm coming up with an idea where we're mixing, we're mixing sports <laughs> entertainment together, Ian. Actually, I, like idea. That, Steve. I think it's a good one. Right. Well, okay. there's a couple Let's of see. things. 
Um, dodgeball. What are the linemen going to do? Is the only thing I. Care That's about. it. The dodgeball. Exactly right. hey, that dodgeball thing you threw out there would be so awesome. Dodgeball. Oh God, I'm sorry. I got to get this. Yeah, no worries. No worries. <laughs> but yeah, that's the point. Like you got to fight. You can't just have a flag football game because, like, what do the O linemen and D linemen do? Nothing, right? Like it. So that's there's competitions uh, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be there's got to be a way to to include everyone because you know that's that's the name of the game here. So uh, I think that's. Uh, Look, that's the dodgeball thing would be interesting. Now, look, they've done skills. They do skills competitions already, you know, and like we saw that in Vegas. We've seen that in years past. Uh, you know, we had the beach um, football game, flag football game, you know, when it was back in Hawaii years ago. Yeah, until, until Robert Edwards blew out his knee. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, and that's the other thing. Like, it's, it's you know, we, we got to we gotta manage the fun and then the the practicality Right, the injury risk, sure. Yeah. So, all right. Well, so something, something's happening. Something's brewing with the Pro Bowl, and that'll be interesting to follow here. Uh, it's as we try to figure out what the the next iteration of the game and the, of the event and of the week is going to be. Next up, though, and this. Wait, hold on. Don't yo, go you're away. back. Oh, you're not. Hold okay. Okay. I want to weigh in. Hold on. I'm all sorry. Right. Sorry about the. <laughs> no, you sorry. Never know. Sometimes important people call you for not important reasons, so you just never know who's calling. Not that those people called me for not important reasons, but they did. Um, <laughs> so here's what I want. Alignment yeah. dodgeball is a great idea. Yes. That would be fun. Kickball, also fun. Um, what I also kind of like is, like, linemen are generally pretty funny. You could just give them lawn chairs and mic them up and just have them do the announcing. Nice. For the seven on I think that would like, be fun. Like Taylor Lewan would be pretty good doing that. There's, I mean, there's a bunch of guys, a bunch, of, like, yeah. a bunch of like big, hilarious dudes. So I think that would be good. The other thing is a lot of these guys like to eat um, and a lot of them grill. So you mm. could do like a grilling competition and maybe they make like, the ribs and brisket or something for everyone post game. Like if we're going to open our brains, let's like actually open our brains and make this what it should be, which is just a fun, cool, weird event. I'm starting it's to, it, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's right, right, it. right. There goes, I mean, I think Guy Fieri judging the grilling contest. There goes. I want to judge entertainment. Guy Fieri. I want to judge the grilling contest. Oh, come on. Hey, Ian, you're part of the crew. You got top billing yeah. over Robert De Niro. You're already like, on the relay magazine. race, Ian. You don't care. You know. Yep. <laughs> Star <laughs> Magazine, me and Palacero. Well, look, to, to double down on your dodgeball idea, Vince Vaughn, honorary coach for one of the teams, right? And then we get we get Jason Bateman to actually announce the event uh, <laughs> as Pepper, right? As the guy who's sitting there as the analyst uh, on uh, ESPN, the Ocho. And uh, so look, there's a lot of great ideas here, guys. I think, I think we should be the committee to figure this whole thing out for the yeah, program. Right on. I think, I think we'll get it going. All right. Lastly, the combine after much uh, discussion this past year in Indianapolis about the combine leaving Indianapolis it's back and it's staying for at least two more years. Ian, this is fantastic news. The combine will remain in Indianapolis. W- where did all the discussion about leaving go? I think a couple of things. One, when you know you really only get to find out what people think of something, whatever it is, when it's maybe taken away, right? So, you know, we'd go to Indy and people would be like, "Oh, it's cold." I mean, I did it. You know, "Oh, it's cold." You got to walk from place to place, or like. You know, it's the same thing over and over. And there was some like grumbling. And then they talked about possibly doing away with it and putting it in L.A. or Dallas. 
And then like something weird happened this year where, you know, I, we all missed it the year before, obviously because of COVID and everyone was happy to be there. And I sensed yeah. it like crazy. And I felt it. I was happy to be there too. I was like, Me too. it is so great to be back. I just kept thinking that. And you could feel this ground soul of support. So like I was talking and I had, you know, I would say sort of a report um, that the combine would be back in Indy the next year while at the combine. And the reaction was so positive. I was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely staying. Yeah. Um, so maybe in the future, Dallas, maybe in the future, L.A., but not anytime soon, I don't think, Steve. Well, as it should be. I mean, it is the most central, the, the central location, not just in the country for everybody to get to, but you can walk everywhere in Indianapolis. And, yeah, you have to be in the cold, but not for long. Um, you know, you heard Roger Goodell say, hey, look, they've got to find ways to be more efficient with some of the medical stuff so guys aren't waiting two hours to get MRIs and things like that. But those are e those are relatively easy things to figure out logistically. So yeah. Indianapolis is where it should be. The city appreciates it. The people there appreciate it. And I think if you put it in a major market city, it just wouldn't have the overall communal impact that it does in Indianapolis, which is just a great, great host city for major sporting events. No doubt. Uh, no doubt about it. All right. Lastly here, I thought this was really cool, uh, especially um, since uh, my family has a, a background in uh, athletic training and uh, seeing that the NFL is now creating a program, Steve, for HBCUs to provide medical students as part of a partnership um, here and a chance to work with NFL teams this season. Man, that was really neat. I mean, and that's impactful. And of course, you know, anytime I get a shout out Howard University, they're one of the four they medical schools. Um, you know, that are, that are part of this program. But speaking of Reggie Scott, you know, who's the head of the professional football trainers and he also the Rams it. trainer. What an impressive guy. I hadn't really heard – sorry, sorry to interrupt. Super no, impressive. Good. No, go ahead, Ian. Yeah, like I hadn't really heard him speak very much. You know, I don't – trainers don't do a lot of interviews. He was – I think he was really impressive. He's, yeah. he's super impressive. And, and, you know, he said it's not just, you know, to give, uh, you know – diverse medical students opportunities to work in the sports field, but to let them explore all of the varied content of the emerging sports science world, be it nutrition, be it strength and training, yeah. be it all of the new things coming out in analytics and medical, you know, and medical aspects of, of sports yeah. training. So it's more of the exposure to the varied opportunities that are there than so much getting them with teams to work. Yeah, I thought it was all. I mean, look, this this was a really like product productive and impactful meeting. Uh, it felt like these last couple of days, right? Yeah, more so than yeah, usually. Oh, yeah. Usually, these like spring meetings are kind of like, yeah, you know, a couple of perfunctory things. And like this was like, I, I would think like someone asked me one of the you know team uh, executives there asked me the other day like, oh, I'm you know surprised to send you down here. It wasn't much to talk about. I was like, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, I'm getting getting to meet. I mean, Steve knows. Like, hang out in the hallways, meet some of these young executives and coaches. Like, I hadn't met some of these guys. Yeah. A lot I did, but not all. I thought it was like fascinating. The whole thing. This was like a very, very good couple of days. I would say. Yeah, you guys did a great job for it there. Uh, appreciate your time here today uh, as well, Steve Weich and Ian Rappaport here with us on NFL Inside Report. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And that's going to do it for this episode of NFL Inside Report. Thanks so much for being with us here. Certainly appreciate it. Uh, for our producers, Tim Parachka and Thomas Warren, I'm your host, Rhett Lewis. Have a good one. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. 
To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 